Hi guys and welcome back to the Females in Motorsport podcast. Today is a very special one for us because this is our very first IRL in person. That video podcast, the first one. And today we have with us Rose Jackson, Senior Communications Officer at Jaguar TCS Racing and we're at the Portland E-Pre. So very ah. much IRL, on point, on brand. Yeah, podcast. in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's warm, it's hot. It is hot. It is toasty. Yes, you guys can't see the sweat over here, but we are spelling it out. Um, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really, really good. It's really exciting to be uh, another race. Mm. So yeah, this is my third race that I've been to with wow. the team. So yeah, yeah, it's always good to be back and like finding your feet, working out where everything is in, around yeah. the paddock. But uh, yeah, good to be back. So how long have you been here, Jaguar TCS? So I joined the team in September um, of last year, which is obviously um, kind of in that gap between the seasons. Um, so I had a few months before season nine began. Um, and then, yeah, kind of um, started going to the races in January. Mm-hmm. My first one was Mexico. So Ooh, first first nice race one. of the season. So, so yeah, actually, it's going really quickly. And, um, and you know, can no longer say I'm a newbie. There's, <laughs> there's been more new people since. So, yeah, so started back in September. Yeah. Do you feel like from Mexico to now, you feel like you have more of an idea of what's going on and like being yeah. able to get your feet dirty a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in those first few months when you've never been to a race and people are talking about it, it's definitely, you understand it, but it's so hard to visualize it and yeah. picture and understand it. So once I went to my first race, it kind of, oh, everything fell into place. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is what they mean when they talk about this, this and this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was definitely helpful to go to that first race and then when I went to my next one, which was Sao Paulo, mm-hmm. I felt like I kind of knew what I was doing. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and now we're here. So, yeah, I feel, feeling much more confident. Yeah. 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 So speaking of, like, generally your job and your role here as a senior communications officer, what yeah. is your role at Jaguar TCS Racing? Yeah, so my role is, yeah, as you've said, I work in the communications team. So mm-hmm. that kind of spans across PR as well as kind of supporting with the social campaigns that we do. So whether it's kind of working on photo shoots and video shoots, but predominantly, yeah, it's working on kind of the reputation of, of the, the race team, really. So that can be from when, it, when we're at a race, it's kind of supporting the drivers with all of the interviews that they do, all of the media opportunities, whether it's for TV, radio, you know, kind of more traditional media, supporting with all of that activity. Whereas when I'm back in the office, it's more supporting uh, the team with promoting all of the work we do from a sustainability perspective or from a technology perspective and kind of doing all of that storytelling and generating those bits of news for the team. What is your favorite part about your job? Oh, that's a good question. Do you know what? I think, I don't think there's like a particular task that I would say is my favorite. It's more, it sounds really cheesy, but it's the people. Like I, I honestly love the people that I work with and they make it, it makes it so much easier to come to work and, and, and work hard. Cause I think, when you're working under such pressure and at fast pace to know that you're just getting on with everybody at the same time like that genuinely is my favorite part about the job is just yeah. Yeah, working with such a good bunch i 100 percent agree because i work in pr full time yeah. and having just people you get along with but also people who are the same um wavelength as you oh my god yeah you know like you just get each <laughs> if other if you can click with somebody exactly. it makes such a difference when you know you're like right. yeah you're the same vibe yeah yeah you're not coming to work it's like you're just coming you know to have a good time yeah exactly obviously you love your work because that's like an added bonus on yeah us. yeah and you know you can go out with the people you work with for a day yeah. after yeah. or like whatever especially when you guys spend so much time exactly together. yeah so at the races you know as soon as we wake up we're having breakfast together until we go to bed when we've had you know we have yeah. dinner and then we, we, we go to bed so yeah it really does make a difference 
difference that to to get on with everybody and you know when people ask me about my job I'm like yeah it's it, it's great I'm loving it, it yeah. and it's the people that that make that difference yeah. I like yeah. that I know it's good yeah <laughs> I'm lucky so I know that you are new in motorsport this is your first yeah it is yeah yeah so what can you tell us a little bit more about what you did before mm-hmm. and what made you make that change to motorsport yeah so um I guess depending how far you want to go back but I studied business and PR at university um, so I kind of knew I wanted to go into that role where I use communications. Like I always enjoyed writing, I enjoyed mm. copywriting, that kind of thing. So realised that that was kind of my skill set. Um, so that's what I studied at university, really enjoyed it. I did a placement year while I was there. So I got to do a year of working, kind of learn more in that year than I did studying at uni. Um, so did that, then graduated and went into a PR agency. So obviously with that, you're juggling different clients. Yeah. You've got different industries that you're spanning across. Like I worked on PR for concrete suppliers all the way up to um, wardrobe manufacturers. Yeah. So a real spectrum of industries that I worked across. So that was really good for kind of building my skills, building my confidence yeah. in, in the areas that I wanted to work in. Um, and then I moved into a role with the Commonwealth Games. So um, the Commonwealth Games actually came to Birmingham, which is where I'm from. So Birmingham in England um, last year. Uh, so that was the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. But I started that role kind of two and a half years prior. Um, so that was my first role in sport. Um, a role that was kind of not directly in the sporting action itself, yeah. but more the kind of wider storytelling of why sport is so important for communities and and that kind of angle in that kind of area um and that was an incredible job it was probably the toughest job um the pressure and the intensity and the build-up to those games was was a lot but it taught me a lot i learned a lot about myself um i kind of thrived off the pressure most of the time sometimes we're in a little too yeah, far I think but if you work in PR you have to thrive off exactly yeah, yeah you know you have to enjoy that kind of fast-paced environment yeah um but that was yeah my first role in sport and I, I really enjoyed it and then that came to an end uh in summer of 2022 mm-hmm. so obviously I was looking for a new role um and I think what attracted me to this uh role itself was being back back in that sporting space but my role wasn't all about the sport Mm -hmm. it's about the bigger picture it's about how sport can have a influential role on communities or sustainability or you know moving the dial um so that's what kind of drew me to it and the role description was you know to to do that storytelling of how um you know the future of electric mobility how racing that we're going to be doing on saturday is driving that forward so yeah that's what attracted me to it and i think you know Jaguar Land Rover or JLR, they're a really reputable company um, in in the West Midlands where I'm from and that was, I was really attracted to them. And then knowing that I would have that fun element of the racing, that really attracted me, yeah. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because sport is very, very emotional almost. Yeah, yeah. We're all in it because we love motorsport, we have passion for the sport. And I think it's interesting the way you describe your change because it's not like you already had some background in sport, but yeah. not specifically motorsport. Motorsport mm-hmm. itself is such a diverse world. Yeah. There's so many different kinds of motorsports yeah. and many different yeah. kinds of races. So I like that you described it like, you know, you already had some experience, but it's more about like the passion for the storytelling yeah. and the messaging and the narrative. Yeah. Because I think with communications, that is, such, that is like the biggest part of the job. And yeah. if you don't like the message you're talking about, 
it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna work it's not gonna resonate either yeah Yeah. well that's it i think you know i was i was no expert in formula e obviously you know people have heard of formula one Mm -hmm. you know you use that as kind of it it, people call it the electric version of that so i had you know very basic awareness of it but i think that was almost one of the reasons why i got the job as such was because i brought in a fresh yeah you know mindset to it it was you know, I could think about how we tell a technical story to somebody who wouldn't necessarily understand right. it to begin with. And it's that kind of using those skills, mm. I think, yeah, yeah, that is what attracted me to, to the world yeah. of motorsport. Yeah. I think because Formula e is so new that there is yeah. so many new things that people have just not talked about before. Yeah. Like I think Formula One, even though, of course, there's new things coming into Formula One every single day, Formula E is still so new and fresh that yeah. there's still so much to unearth. Yeah, absolutely. And there's also like such a strong sustainability messaging. Yeah. That um, that would be something really fun to talk about. Yeah. Like people are just so hungry for that kind of information and that communication and just like mm. hearing from you guys, from the teams and like what the actual efforts are behind the teams and everything. So that's really exciting. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. So how is the comms role in motorsport? Let's mm. say in, in, in uh, Jaguar TCS Racing, why even at Commonwealth and sport in general, yeah. different from working for other industries? Um, it's a good question. I would say from what I found in sport, it's much more fast paced mm. and it's much more, um, you never know what's going to happen. Mm. So when I was working, don't get me wrong, working in a PR agency was fast paced, but but more so because you were juggling clients, like the actual right. work that you did, whether it was, you know, an announcement about a product that's launching it wasn't as you 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 would plan towards that you knew that was coming you knew it was about to happen whereas in sport anything can change at last minute you know with so with race results you're going to have to be able to change your direction or change your tone in how you come across with anything that you're writing or briefing somebody to speak about yeah. in an interview so i think yeah that kind of unpredictable nature is a bit different um and yeah just how how fast the seasons go as well. I think that that yeah. really makes a difference. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe this is like what round nine. Mm. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. That's and crazy. the next no. yeah next season with double figures. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. insane. That's absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, so when you guys are prepping for race day, do you guys prepare comms for like how like all um, possible like eventualities? In a sense, I mean, I think. E- it, it's so hard because there are so many eventualities. You know, there's there's 22 drivers, there's 11 teams. Like things can change in like that with the different sessions and the races. So we don't have things kind of set in stone and planned. But I think, you know, we've got a really great team that can work quickly. You know, we're used to, we're used to working quickly. We're used to being able to be flexible and change. Um, so it's just more about. I think a lot of the time as well, it's like about reading the room. It's a big room, we're in a paddock, it's a big area, but it's about understanding, you know, being sensitive to certain issues and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's just having that awareness and having that confidence to then be firm in your messaging and your briefing and things like that. That makes sense. Um, So given that you work in other, you know, industries and things like that, um, do you think there's any skills that are very unique to motorsport that for instance, you know, are not able to transfer from other industries and, be, and vice versa, then you mm-hmm. that are able to transfer into motorsport and just universally good for cons. Yeah, I think skills that are transferable, I mean, from a in PR and comms, it's, you know, one, being able to be a good copywriter, being able to 
tell a story, like ultimately whether you're telling um, a really emotive story or a really technical story, you've still got to be able to get that language across in a way that people understand it in the first few sentences. They've got to know what you're talking about and they've got to be engaged in what you're talking about. So I think that skill is important, mm. whatever industry that you work in. Um, but yeah, I mean, skills that are really independent to motorsport. I think, I think it's the like the again the paddock environment and being able to know your way around and know um, when you're needed in certain areas for specific things that happen. So, for example, you know, there's always um, at race weekends there's the media pen that happens and the drivers have to be there to do their interviews. So you need to have that awareness of you need to get your drivers from A to B. You need to be there with them to to support any tricky questions they might get asked. Um, and I think that varies to other industries as well. You know, we have spokespeople for our brand, our, our race team and our brand that are in front of the media every other week, you know, in a, in a high pressured environment. They're, they're working under pressure, they're racing under pressure. Um, so you've got to be able to kind of handle that heat as well. Whereas in other industries, your spokesperson might speak to the media once every six months, depending on how they work. So I think, yeah, you've got to be able to keep yeah, keep up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I do feel like in a race environment, everything like you were saying, just move so quickly, keep yeah. up with comms and yeah. what question you're going to get asked or like the possible outcome of like, you know, a race that's tomorrow, maybe a race that's already happened mm. and you know how you're prepping for the race, like all those things can change Yeah, pretty quickly. So I find it very fascinating, like how you guys would prepare comms for something mm. like that. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like, yeah, very, very fast pace yeah. for sure. Um, so this is an interesting one that I always wonder about people who just started working in motorsport, because for me, I'm like kind of into this world of motorsport very fresh. I only started watching motorsport a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I always like to ask this question, like, so there is, you know, a world out there, they divide motorsport fans, specifically Formula One fans, but yeah. I think it is spilling into other motorsport series as well as new fans and old fans. Yeah. And new fans is always kind of, you know, talking more about younger women and uh, LGBTQ communities mm -hmm. and diverse communities. Yeah. Did you ever feel like, you know, coming as a new professional in the field, mm. did you ever feel like people were not as welcoming or did they have like a different stigma almost or a label almost around you because you didn't have a background in working in motorsport? Um, no, it's a good question. I don't think I ever felt that, um, especially not in the environment that I work in at, at JLR. I think mm -hmm. I'm really lucky that I work in a really supportive and, um, you know, caring environment. Actually, everybody does care about each other. Um, and people are happy to help you and happy to educate you. Like I never feel, because I, because I work in such a supportive environment, I don't ever feel scared to ask a stupid question. You yeah. know, you know, you're like, can I ask a stupid question? Yeah. I know to everybody else, this, you're, it, you, it makes sense to you. But I think, yeah, I've, I've never felt too scared to ask those questions, which I think is really important because that's the only way you're ever gonna learn. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, you shouldn't be Shy, shy away from starting in a new industry, especially with motorsport. Like you can, you can do it and you can learn quickly. And there's still loads that I don't know. And there's still people here that have worked here for years and there's stuff that they don't know about the cars or, and I think, you know, even the paddock setup that changes often. We come to new races all the time. So for example, Portland, this is a brand new race yeah. um, for everybody. Yeah. So everybody's new here yeah. really. So I think, I think that helps. Um, 
but yeah, I think, you know, there was an element of, um, you can tell when people have worked here a long time because they do, they know exactly what they're doing. They know who to speak to. Um, so just, but, but just building your confidence, you know, the more you speak to people, the more you know who to turn to when you need a favor or you, you can offer your help or yep. things like that. So yeah, no, I've, I've definitely found it to be a welcoming yep. environment. That's nice. That's really good to hear. I love that you said about, can I ask a stupid question because that is me. <laughs> I've always yeah. Guys, I think I have a stupid question. No, honestly. Or, yeah, if yeah. someone's describing something technical and yeah. they're like, yeah, no, the cogs are going around in my head. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. Explain yeah. it to me one more time. Yeah. Then, but yeah. I have, I'm also, I work in an environment which I do feel like I'm very supported. And the tagline in our office is, there are no stupid questions. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's where it is. <laughs> I like that because, yeah, sometimes, you know, you just don't know things. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just haven't experienced it before. Yeah. Why would so, you know? So, right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like vis-a-vis, -vis, like if they were to be in your environment that you were, you know, had been working in for a very long time, they might think it's a stupid question. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's interesting, like, I love that, like, that phrase, can I ask a stupid question? <laughs> yeah. Um, so for anyone who's new to the world of motorsport, yeah. and somebody who wants to, you know, go into the world of motorsport, somebody who's not worked in it before, do you yeah. have any, like, words of wisdom? Because I'm mm -hmm. sure people will think, you know, you have made it, how did you make it here? I think, I think confidence plays a lot into it. Like, I think people would see me as I come across confident. I mean, I have, you know, I have my doubts. I have my own days. I think everybody does internally. But I think if you can just have that confidence and not be afraid to, I guess, kind of position your skills in a way that support you and the way that in, in a way that can open doors for you. I think when I applied for this role, I was very open about the fact that I didn't have mm -hmm. motorsport experience, but I used that to my advantage. You know, as I said before, it, I can be that person that can tell a story to somebody who doesn't know about Formula E because I didn't know about Formula E, like I was that person. So I think, yeah, it's, it, I guess it would be about thinking about your skills and how you can use that to your advantage, even if you don't have experience in motorsport, but you want to get in there. Just think about the transferable skills and where you can use, you know, you yeah. might have worked in, uh, I don't know, just a really busy environment. Well, that's great because the, the race races are really busy environments. You need to be able to handle pressure or work with a lot of people and, and, and things like that. So I think that helps. But I guess as well, wisdom that I could give would be like, don't think that it's as glamorous as it looks. Mm -hmm. Like, it's brilliant, don't get me wrong. And when people say to me, oh, are, you, are you enjoying your new role? I'm absolutely loving it and I'm, I'm getting to travel the world. It's brilliant. Yeah. But we work hard, you know, yeah. we work long hours, we get our hands dirty. So I think, yeah, just don't be afraid of the graft either. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this, if you've got your confidence, you're willing to work hard and yeah. willing to enjoy it, then, yeah. 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 I think that's a, that's a really good myth to break down because people do always assume that motorsport is very glamorous. And there is a glamorous side to it, yeah. But like working, you know, in the paddock, like yeah, on the, the ground, in the heat, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of <laughs> um, it's not for everyone, and yeah, and that's fine. But that is something you have to come with prepared, yeah. to work in yeah. if you want to work in motorsport yeah. because it can be like that. It can. It's also like very busy all the time. You expect to do, you know, know your way around at least to a certain extent. Yeah, but yeah. it is because it is busy. So yeah. So this is now we have come to our my favorite part of okay. the podcast, which is our rapid fire round. Okay. Where we're gonna okay. ask three questions. Okay. Um, you gotta be rapid. You gotta make it fun. I mean, <laughs> you'll be fine. Uh, but I'm just gonna ask you three questions. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it. Yeah, All right. Okay. So, 
Like you said, this is your third race. Yeah. What has been the most surprising part about working in a paddock? Do you know what it is? When I worked at my first race in Mexico, uh-huh. everybody knew each other. I, I was, I was, I couldn't believe walking around. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, hi!" And I think because it had been so long since the prior season, everyone was like catching up again. That's, so that really surprised me how much, um, I guess, between all the different teams, everyone gets on, knows each other, wanted to catch up. There's like that real like community feel. I guess I thought it would be a bit more like, "Oh, there's rivals yeah, like everywhere." And like, yeah, but no, it's it's not like that at all. So that was really a lovely surprise, kind of. We yeah. kind of love that actually, yeah. because you would think that like it's so competitive, and obviously there is a layer of competition. Yeah, of course. But it's also yeah. like healthy competition. Yeah, and you yeah. know, there's so many people that work here and and are here to work, so obviously they get on as well. So yeah. Yeah. But that was, so that was quite surprising, actually. I was like, oh, my God, everyone knows each other. Like, I need to know everyone's name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's also like, because you're all... Like, I don't think anybody else can understand your day as somebody else is working in the paddock. Yeah, right? exactly. Or, like, waking up. So people have going to bed late, sympathy like, for others. They understand it. They yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Second question, and this is a bit of a show and tell. Okay. What are the three things that are always in your handbag? Oh. Okay. Do you want me to... Yes. You have your yeah. handbag? I have my yeah. handbag. Yes, let's do it. Ooh. Got it. Ooh. Right, okay. Handbag that's nice and neat and okay, I'm very excited. doesn't get in the way. I'm going to come out of this. I'm very excited. Right, what have I got? Always carry sunglasses because it's hot race. Mm-hmm. They usually, actually, while they're in my handbag now, they usually sit on the top of my head <laughs> and then fall off when I need them or they'll ba- get bashed or I'll always be like, where are my, where are my sunglasses? Yeah. In the, I have on glasses, the sunglasses and my sunglasses uh. don't have the lens. So it's always like my sunglasses are on my And your glasses are on. Yeah. So sunnies, uh, what else do I always have? The perfume never goes amiss. Again, we're working in a, yeah. a hot place. You just, if you want a little yeah. freshen up, just dab it on the wrists. And uh, what I always, always, always try and carry with me is hair bubbles so yeah. probably got a good combination in here <laughs> a little skinny one a bit of a chunky one there's sometimes a scrunchy around because again you yeah. just never know when you just tie your hair up very practical my hair's getting in my face get it up that those are three i mean and then the usual phone two phones yeah. work phone personal phone yeah purse and funny yeah that is so practical. I love the hair ties because I always have them, but you never really like think about it until it's missing. Yeah. Oh my god! And when it's gone, you just like all I want is a hair bubble. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? It's, if it's hard and yeah. it's just like, what are you gonna do now? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's a good reminder for everyone. <laughs> all right. Last question. Okay. If you weren't in comms or motorsport, okay. what alternate career would you pursue? <laughs> You're gonna laugh, <laughs> but I'm always, I have this weird obsession with airports. Okay. Well, not okay. No, that it's not a weird obsession, but I just love airports. Okay. And when I was younger, I actually wanted to be an air hostess. Okay. Um, and I just, I just love airports. I just find every role there fascinating. That's like, interesting. There's just so many people working there at all hours. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You just, just and if it, anyone stops, it knocks the whole thing off. So I've, yeah, it's just find airports yeah. fascinating. I do <laughs> a random one. I do find <laughs> airports fascinating to the way because they're always kind of outside the city. Yeah. And people who work in the shops and the restaurants. Yes, like, how do like, they get there? How do they get there? How do they commute? <laughs> like every single day, going to the airport. I live in New York, and I go into any airport. Yeah. New York is like I want to pull my hair out. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like my least favorite part about <laughs> going anywhere. You by airports, I love that. And I think airports are divisive <laughs> like that. Yes. Either you yeah. love them because you're kind of like, you know, people like traveling. Yeah. 
even like arrivals lounge you can like seeing people come together yeah and see what yeah or you are actually here to yeah, yeah, airport. Such get a me and get me out like, yeah i love them yeah you can people watch a lot in airports I think that that's why cool. i like them as yeah. well <laughs> so yeah i'd have been an air hostess yeah i love that <laughs> okay. I feel like you would be good at that because I feel like you have like a very nice, like friendly oh, um, temperament, you. and you know you got me a bottle of water. And I don't know the same thing. I can show you cold and yeah. calm. Yeah, you're like gonna dying. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love that. All right, well, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for, for having me. With you. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, are you here so to happy see the race the rest of the weekend? Yes, I'm very excited to see the race. My first ever Formula E race. Yeah, so I'm really excited to just. Get in the thick of the fatter. Yeah, I'm love it. I'm as I'm go- coming as media this weekend. My first ever. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. love that. Supporting Jaguar, or do you yeah. have to be on the fence if you well, media? You can support. Yeah, Jaguar. you know, like, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love it. But so, thank you so so much for joining us. Thank you. Nice nice for having me. Love learning what it's real, and um, I'm so excited for this to be like our first ever video. Tonight. Nice. Yeah, love it.